everyone, welcome back to the Tata's Cave. This is season one, episode 12. And on today's episode, we're going to talk about some tricksters, some mixed subjects about misas and protocols, and the confirmation of spirits. But first, I wanted to go ahead and apologize for the last two weeks. The podcast has not been running um, mainly due to specific spiritual holidays and specific spiritual events that have been going on. Um, so we kept everything on pause. We also didn't do the Sunday service, um, but we're back now. Um, so let's get right into it. Um, the very first um, subject that I wanted to talk on was trickster spirits, who they are, what they do, what is the actual understanding of them, and why it's not what people think it is, right? So people have this general understanding of trickster spirits as beings that are negative in some way. Um, and I have also seen the complete opposite of that, people thinking that trickster spirits are a positive thing. Neither of these is true. Um, trickster spirits are neither. They don't care for either. What they care for is their own personal agenda. Be that negative or positive, they don't really care. They're out to get whatever they want. So, um, how do they work exactly? So, basically, these trickster spirits, they're, they're looking for something, right? Let's just call it what it is. They're looking for something. Um, and when you feed them attention, they then play along with what you are saying and doing. So, for example, um, let's say you have a badly put together Enkisi, right? And there's a trickster spirit that is roaming around somewhere and you start calling this Enkisi. Well, if they see this, they're going to start playing along. They're going to answer to Nkisi. Hell yeah. And you know what? We might even, you know, throw you a bone. We might even actually behave like the Nkisi. We might sit here and play along all the way through and through. As far as anyone is concerned, that is Nkisi. But here is the problem. Once that trickster becomes tired of that person they then go ahead and get rid of them they discard them so this in and of itself is a very bad thing because in most cases that bond is already built and it is very strong so the way the trickster spirit gets rid of the person is usually very drastic um very extreme very painful and sometimes yes it could even lead upwards of you know specific major losses in the person's life um these spirits are not considered to be negative, even by other spirits. They're also not considered to be positive, even by other spirits, right? So, for example, um, even if a trickster spirit inhabited what we call an Enkisi, Gongo spirits would not consider that trickster as their enemy. Absolutely not. That trickster is exactly who they are supposed to be, and they're doing exactly what they're supposed to do. Um... The issue isn't with the spirit. The issue is with the person that gave them attention. See, that's the problem. That person didn't know whether that was an Enkisi or not. And they didn't know how to properly officiate that Enkisi. They didn't know how to properly work with that Enkisi. And so they left themselves open to be tricked by a trickster spirit. So the Congo spirits don't feel no kind of way about that trickster spirit then taking that person for a whole ride why not that's what they're supposed to do right um ultimately though it does lead to 
a bigger problem in terms of the tradition putting off people. Um, but again, you got to look at it for what it is. Um, certain traditions have an understanding that it's not for everyone. You know, the tradition isn't here for everyone. Everyone can't come. Um, other traditions, they definitely do want everyone to come. Um, but this will definitely put some people off. So either way you put this, trickster spirits are ultimately just spirits that will play along with whatever it is that you're calling them, whatever it is you're doing, as long as it benefits them and their best interests. And once it no longer benefits them and their best interests, once you are no longer entertaining and you are not giving them what they want, then they will get rid of you. Um by any means necessary whatever action they have to do to discard you they will do um so please take that into account and then think of all the times people have gotten bad ceremonies um fake um fake spiritual objects xyz this that and the third and someone says no honey you're not praying to to this you're praying to a trickster and then they go well no because you know that that thing that that being is definitely answering me so it's definitely not a trickster well that's where you're wrong a trickster will answer you too and it will even answer to that name so like let's say for example um a trickster can absolutely answer to the name of um let's just make something up right so let's say someone gets a very uh, a bad a badly made in ganga um sarabanda right the person receiving it can definitely talk to it and work it like a sarabanda. They can say sarabanda this, sarabanda that, sing to sarabanda and all these other things. And that trickster will definitely answer to that name. They will definitely answer to sarabanda. Um, but once they get tired, they are no longer sarabanda. Now they are a whole problem is what they are. So yeah, um... Just think back on that, like, how many times you've seen this over the course of, like, you know, let's say the last four or five years or whatever, and look at all the people on social media right now that claim to be working with this spirit or that spirit or, or have this title and that title and they have this part of this, that part of that, all this other stuff. Think about how many of those aren't actually those spirits, but tricksters instead. This is a wild concept, but is is really something that it's it's disturbing, right? Um, and it's unfortunate. It's unfortunate because it doesn't have to be that way. You know, we we by our actions feed the trickster spirits. Our actions take us in the directions of feeding them so it's our own egos it's our own ignorance it's our own arrogance these are all things that feed these tricksters right um because there will be there will be definitely um, a right way a wrong way to deal with these spirits there will definitely be you know protocols there's there's protocols there's a right and a wrong and when you're not when you're not doing things how you're supposed to be doing them, right? You leave the door open for a trickster. And then in further not doing things the correct way, 
now you're 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 letting that trickster really position themselves and now you're feeding that trickster and little by little that just that just goes accumulating um so long story short man there's there's a lot it's actually a lot more common than what you people think it is out here um there's a lot of trickster spirits in this world that are pretending to be something else that they are not and there's a lot of people feeding them and what ends up happening is further down the line everything blows up in their face and they wonder why why did why did my world come crashing down um why why is all of a sudden you know my my spirit not answering by his name um why just just why and it's because that's not what you thought it was you didn't follow protocol or the supposed elder right because this could even be not even a person's personal problem it could be the elder the elder didn't follow protocol when they made this so they made nothing which then became uh, a trickster spirit actually speaking something that's very interesting is there's another name for trickster spirits that I've heard of um, in Espiritismo I've heard of obsessor spirits um, now there's different types of obsessors right there's some that are basically like creepy stalkers um, that obsess over a person and even show let's say um, sexual and romantic interest in the person and they can even go as far as um, sexual abuse towards that person but then there's also the other obsessors which I don't know how to explain it but there it's not a very sexual connection it's more like a I'm an obsessed with destroying you kind of connection um those spirits generally are much more like trickster spirits they will show up and for a limited amount of time they will quote unquote befriend you until they feel betrayed and then they become obsessed with with destroying you with sinking you with you know ending you um so some people I I know of some people that used to um, refer to tricksters as obsessors. I personally don't. I personally keep them separated. So I see obsessors specifically as spirits um, with kind of like stalker vibes towards the living, um, and tricksters as spirits that specifically want attention, and they want their own personal wants and needs. And once they're no longer entertained, then they become destructive. Um, or, or even worse than destructive, then they could just flat out refuse to do anything and just leave. Um, nothing hurts more a person's spirituality than a big portion of it to just vanish into thin air. That hurts. That hurts a lot. Um, but yeah. So I, I see them as two separate things. Um, but it's very interesting. Um, over these last two weeks, um, I did have a Misa, which 
prompted so many questions so many questions um some of them were regarding specifically um, possession or mounting during a misa and basic etiquette basic protocols right so i wanted to touch on that as well um so at a misa generally speaking it is always possible for some sort of a spirit to come down um that's that's always a possibility that that's a possibility that can't be erased is it common no um even though there are people in this world that swear that spirits will come down at every misa that is not true it's not supposed to happen it's not possible the human body cannot withstand being mounted and possessed every single misa every single day woo 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 all this other nonsense absolutely not um especially since if the spirit really had something to say or do they would come and do it and then they don't have nothing to say to do say or do for a while because they already did and said everything they wanted to do and say so it wouldn't make sense for them to keep coming back around so so often um but so they don't come that often it's not supposed to be a common occurrence it's supposed to be an every now and again kind of an occurrence so how can i determine if this mounting is real well there's certain things that you look for right first off if you are a person that is less experienced the very first thing you do is you look at the person with the most experience in the room and you look at them for context and understanding as to what's going on that's always the best advice look at the most experienced person in the room um if if not the other option that also seems to work very well i would also give that advice is to look towards your elders right even if they're not the most experienced person in the room um look towards your elders they will also have some context as to what's going on here um i can't speak too much as to um what specific cues because different spirits from let's say different commissions um they they come down differently right so there's different protocols for different kinds of spirits um but in general um elders old heads people that have been around this for a long time um know what a spirit coming down should and should not look like what they should and should not do for the record there are certain specific things that must happen um if they do not happen then that elder knows this is bullshit this is this person is not being possessed by anything they're not mounted by anything there's no way this spirit is breaking this protocol that's just not how it works don't get me wrong um i don't want to throw any shade at anyone or anything like that but they just won't break their own protocol they will not abandon their own tradition that they died for they died for that tradition not to come back as a spirit to break the tradition that doesn't make sense um so long story short um you you look at the elders you look at the people in the room 
Um, if all else fails, just read the room, right? Even if there isn't a particular, you know, woo-woo-woo kind of elder in the room. When you read the room, you will notice that generally all the mediums in the room have a consensus understanding and feeling towards what's going on. So if you're seeing a lot of people that are hanging back, they're not doing nothing, they're waiting, this is called observation, right? They're observing to see what this spirit is doing to try to understand what and who is this spirit um, to then decide what the next move is. If you are younger in these traditions, you should be doing nothing. That is your answer. Nothing. That's what you do. Nothing. Shut up. Sit down. Watch. Learn something. You do nothing. You do not do nothing. Okay? Stop it. I'm tired of seeing these things. I'm tired of hearing these things. Stop it. If you are newer, if you are younger, stop it. You are not the elders. Stop pretending to be elders. Stop taking it upon yourselves to get up and do anything. Stop. A fool, a fool will get up and jump without knowing the fool circumstances and so they will bring trouble on themselves and everyone around them and a wise man will observe and do nothing until they know the full circumstances and then can decide the correct actions and what i'm saying by that is if you are young and you see someone being possessed or mounted your role is not to jump up before anyone else to do anything else your role is to sit there quietly and let the older heads the ones that can tell what's going on decide how to proceed when you jump up and you do these things you make it worse you make it a lot worse than what it has to be you are creating more trouble than what it should be um so let's talk about these protocols a little bit, right? Um, specifically, let's say there are spirits that will attend misas that are more Congo-based, right? And that's because, well, let's face it, there was a lot of Bakongo people that were taken and kidnapped um, for the purpose of slavery. And these Bakongo people were dumped off across across the Americas. So there's a lot of people um, specifically with Bakoko, Bakongo ancestors. So these spirits will definitely show up at a Misa, right? Here's the thing. Bakongo people will always recognize Bakongo traditions. There's no way around this. There is no way around this. Okay, the Bakongo spirits will recognize the Bakongo traditions. That's not optional. That's like your left hand not knowing that your right hand is also you. That's not optional. So, say for example, um, someone at a Misa says that they're mounted by, let's say, 
an insassi spirit, right? Okay, but is there is there a Tata currently sitting at that Mesa? And if they are, is that spirit going to greet that Tata? Are they going to greet that Tata first? Or are they going to greet random strangers that they know first? See, this is a tell, right? If a person comes with someone and then they quote unquote get mounted and the first person that they greet is the person they came with, but not the elder in the room, not that big bad Tata in the room, that already tells you, wait a minute, you're supposedly mounted by a Congo spirit that doesn't recognize a Congo shaman much like themselves. Basically a living version, a living reflection of themselves. They don't recognize that, but they recognize the person that you came with. Wow, that's that's amazing. That is very amazing. Um, no, that's usually a red flag. That's that's usually a red flag that someone is faking a possession or a mounting, right? Um, another one is, right, let's go back to this Insasi spirit. Um, in the old days, and still to some extent in Cuba it's done, Bovidas were um, sometimes had actually outside um, in, in the backyard. Um, it, was, it was definitely not what it is here in the U.S. where everyone makes this like fancy shrine or whatever. Um, don't get me wrong, they are still beautiful Bovidas and whatnot, but, but, um... In Cuba, in the old days, they used to have them in the backyard. So there are still people that practice. Um, they still they, they still carry that, like myself, right? I still have my boveda in the garage. I do not keep the boveda inside the house. So when I do a misa, let's say the misa will be in the garage. But you know what else is in the garage? My nganga. Yes. My nganga is also in the garage. Now they're they're on separate sides of the garage. Um, yes, they're they're not next to each other, right? Because one thing is one thing, and the other thing is the other thing. They're not the same thing, but they are both in the garage, right? So let's say you attend a misa like this, right? And this person comes back around with this insasi spirit, right? Insasi comes down. There's an nganga in the room. You mean to tell me that in Sasi, in Sasi, in Sasi, Dinamo Tutu, Sambranu in Sasi, Diempungo in Sasi is going to send a messenger spirit into a room where there is an Nganga, and that spirit is absolutely going to ignore the Ganga in the room? And not go and salute that Ganga first and foremost before anything else? Wait a minute. Wait a minute. That doesn't make sense. Um, that is the first red flag. Any Congo spirit comes down anywhere near a Ganga, um, they're immediately going to rush over towards that Ganga. They're going to come and salute a Congo. Congo will always seek Congo. This is community. This is this is us, damn it. This is our people. Um so they will come and salute our people. After that then they're going to seek the old head, the elder, um 
that is obviously presiding over this Ganga, right? Um, whoever that might be, a Tata or a Yaya, they're going to seek that person after they salute the Ganga. And they're going to salute them. Um, then they'll go to saluting other people. But the very first thing that Congo spirit will want to do is salute that Ganga, then the elder, then turn around and start looking for everyone else to salute. Um, this is another red flag here that if it does not happen, it is not true. It cannot be true. It is protocol, damn it. It is a part of who we are. It is a part of our tradition. Okay? So if you're seeing that someone is quote-unquote mounting and not doing this, they're just not mounting a Congo spirit, period. There's no, to, there's no way. There's no point. There's no possibility of it. Um, so then let's go on to another one um, that I recently heard. The mute Congo. This mute Congo spirit that will not speak. This does not exist. Okay, um, let me let me break it down for you. Congo spirits ain't got no fucking chill. They never have. They never will. Congo spirits ain't got no chill. There's even a songs about this. Um, for those of you that know Spanish, I'ma sing it for you in Spanish, and then I'ma translate it back in English for those of you that don't um, understand it. The song goes, Congo no calla muchacho, Congo no calla. Congo no calla, muchacho. Congo no calla. Cuando baja la tierra, Congo no calla. And the song, what it means is, Congo ain't gonna be quiet. The Congo will not be quiet. When we come down, you will never silence us. So the song itself tells you that we will not be silenced. Congo will not be silenced. Um. So the song itself is an old song that is very public. It is everywhere, man. It's it's one of those public songs. It's not even like a private like ceremonial song. It's one of those public ones that's all over the damn world, all over the internet and whatnot. Um but that song um is old. There's no such thing as a silent or mute Congo. It just does not exist. If someone is telling you that they are mounted by a Congo and the Congo cannot speak, that is not a Congo. It's just not. It just cannot be. It just cannot be. It's as simple as that. It just cannot be. Um, so, you know, people have asked me, you know, since they, they ask on the, on the, subject of confirming or, or or validating whether a spirit is really there or coming down or um like how do i figure out a trickster or how do i see you know if this you know person is really mounted by this spirit and one of the questions that i was asked was divination with ifa can we define divine with ifa to figure out if a person is really mounted and the answer is a resounding no. You can ask Ifa about Ifa things. But what you cannot do is cross boundaries and talk on traditions. Um, so, for example, you cannot ask Ifa if a person really got mounted by a Palo spirit. 
First of all, Ifa has no say in that. Ifa cannot answer that question because Ifa is not a part of Balu and Ifa does not follow those protocols and it does not have those protocols and it does not understand those protocols and it shouldn't understand those protocols and as a matter of fact Orumila has nothing to do with any of those Congo spirits they have nothing to do with each other or each other's protocols or anything of the sort just like you cannot ask Congo spirits if someone really got mounted by Orumila. They do not have the correct protocols. They do not have the correct authorities. They do not have, period, the ability to say whether that person was mounted with Orumila. So you can't ask that. Same way you can't ask Ifa if someone was mounted with a Palo spirit, a Congo spirit. You cannot ask that. It does not exist. If there is a Babalao somewhere that is willing to ask this question, you are being scammed. You are being lied to. Period. There's no way around this. You are being lied to. Orumila does not give a fuck about what the Congo is doing. I promise he doesn't. Orumila is worried about Yoruba people and Yoruba things. Orumila does not have time for fucking Congo people that already have their own God. That they can ask their own God. Period. Um, same thing goes with other kinds of spirits, right? That aren't necessarily a part of Yoruba-based traditions. You'll notice in Yoruba-based traditions, you'll see more so an understanding of Egung, Egungung, and... Egbe, to some degree, are also understood to be spirits. But these are more so your your family. But it's, it's a complicated subject. But anyways, um, it's more so ancestral, right? So if you have a spirit that isn't ancestral, yeah, you can't ask Ifa about that either. For example, let's say you have a Hitana spirit and nothing nothing within your family says that that's an ancestral spirit to you no that is just a being of light that decided that they wanted to come and help you in this lifetime that is not an ancestral spirit to you okay but what what does ifa have to do with that spirit what does ifa have to do with a hitana and the answer is nothing absolutely nothing ifa has nothing to do with hitanas so if I can't answer whether that was a Hidana. Um, so the correct protocols is to figure out according to where that spirit comes from. In a previous podcast, I mentioned meeting your ancestors where they are. And seeing how that doesn't change your life. Well, in this podcast, I'm telling you that if you want to verify, if you want to verify whether spirits are really there or not, or whether someone is pretending to be mounted or not, the only right answer is to go and check with the root of that spirit. Meet that spirit where it is at. If it's a Congo spirit, go to the Congo tradition it belongs to and figure out what their protocols are. And if it followed their protocols, then you know what? Maybe that is that spirit. If it didn't, then absolutely not. And there is no need to ask anyone else. That spirit supposedly is a part of this tradition. Supposedly a part of these protocols. So they swore to already 
follow these protocols so there's no way it won't follow these protocols so if it doesn't that's just not a spirit from that tradition period it just cannot be um and like that you successively go finding out you know like the different protocols for different kind of spirits and who comes from where and what their protocols are you go understanding what they're supposed to do and what they're not supposed to do um unfortunately there is people in this world that swear up and down that they can answer every spiritual question in the world via ifa i am definitely looking at people that practice cuban ifa with a conquistador mindset i am looking dead at you um don't get me wrong Orumila is a great diviner, the best diviner even, in that tradition. But what Orumila cannot do is tell me what to do in another tradition from another region of Africa. Let's stop playing these games. It's time to be honest. It's time to be real. Let's stop being conquistadors for a second. Because Orumila gave you authority over your tradition. Orumila did not give you authority over every other tradition. Let's stop being conquistadors. Let's stop lying to people. It's time for us to start being honest again. Come on now. Um, no, there is no way. There is no way for these things to happen. Um, but anyways, as I'm, I'm moving forward, right? These protocols are something that you learn um, through experience. These are things that you learn through experience. You have to sit down, shut up, stop thinking that you need to be on go and doing and, and, and stop it. If you don't know, sit down, shut up, do nothing, watch, learn. Um, you will, you will eventually pick up the experience that you need to understand why things are the way they are. But if you continue down the path of, continue down the path of, well, I don't know nothing, so I'm just going to jump and do everything unless someone tells me to stop. Well, you're already wrong from the very beginning. If you know nothing, the correct action is to do nothing, right? Um, if you have no ceremonies, no initiations, the correct action is to do nothing. Because you have no ceremonies, no initiations, the correct action isn't to do things unless you're told to stop. That already is wrong. And then you cannot be mad at people for not stopping you when it's you, it's you that should have never done things in the first place. See, people have no obligation to teach. I have no obligation to share my wisdom with anyone. I can choose to share my wisdom if I so if I so see fit. If I choose to share my wisdom, I will only share it with people that deserve it. I will not share it with everyone. Only those that deserve it. Only those that are worthy. Only those that will listen will get the wisdom. All others will just sit there twiddling their thumbs trying to understand why they're not getting it. Um, so yes, you have to come correct. 
You have to be honest about who you are and understand your lane and stay in it. Um, the moment you start going outside of your lane is the moment you start becoming in danger and you start putting the people around you in danger and you just continue to get caught up in more and more bullshit. Um, but yeah. So how do you learn all the protocols? Experience. How do you gain this experience? By being honest about who you are and what you know. I am nobody. I know nothing. I want to gain the experience. Let me just shut up and sit in on some misas. And let me not do too much. Let me not sit here and try to be the first one jumping to this. And, oh, I gotta. Oh, no. Don't do that. Don't do that. If you're trying to learn, don't do that. Sit in. Listen. If you got a few messages or if you felt a few things, hey, you know what? Mention, you know, hey, permission of the table. Um, I'm getting this. And keep it moving. And listen. And continue to listen. And continue building up that experience. And you'll keep seeing over time. You'll start gaining this experience. And you'll see that you get more and more knowledgeable. And things go really well for you. Now, if you start off with, ah, oh. Oh, I got to do Oh, my God. You will get nowhere. You will get nowhere fast because you don't know nothing. And instead of listening, you're talking. Right. And an old, an old wise man once told me that, you know what? In order to be wise, one must be able to be silent. And I said, well, what do you mean? And they said, listen, if you seek wisdom, you seek silence. And if you seek silence, you seek wisdom. So you can't learn nothing if you're always talking because you can't listen. And if you can't listen, you can't learn. So in order to learn, you have to be silent. You have to be still. You have to be still in order to learn. You have to be silent. The more you talk, the more you do, the less you learn. But if your whole purpose, your whole goal was to learn, then you would already be inclined in that direction. Understand? Um, when you are doing the most, you're doing the most out of ego. You're not inclined to learn. Your ego tells you that you have nothing to learn, that you are the main character in this story, and that you should be the one doing instead of learning. And so your ego is the one that puts you in that situation in which you will never learn. You will always be a fool. As high as you may fly, you will always live with your head beneath ground. Because your ego takes you there. Um, so, um, all in all, I did just want to talk about tricksters do this to you too, right? Tricksters will see that you have an ego. Right. They, they will see that you have an ego and oh, they will stroke the shit out of your ego. They will. Yes, they will. They will dwell in your ego and oh, they will get you all up in there. And they, ah, yeah. Oh, my God. Yes. Ah. Until they get tired of it. Once your ego gets out of control and they're tired of it, then they will flip on you and they will hurt you. And then what? 
So Misas have protocols. Spirits have protocols. Everywhere, spirits have protocols. This is not what people think it is. This is not modern spirituality where it's a free-for-all, where spirits just do whatever the fuck they want, and, and people just say that they do whatever the fuck they want. No, there's protocols. There's rules to this. No one does whatever the fuck they want. Not even the spirits. There is still rules here. There are still protocols here. And if you do not follow them, you open the doors for your own misery. You open the doors for your own self to be engaged by a trickster spirit, if it's a spirit, and if it's a living person, a scammer. Because these things do not exist, you cannot break these protocols for no reason and, and decide arbitrarily that, you know what, fuck protocols, I'm gonna just do what I want. No, that's scamming. That is scamming. You are doing things to your convenience instead of the right way. So please, um, for everyone listening, um, do things the correct way. Follow protocols. Gain the experience. Be quiet. Sit down. Listen. Learn. Open your mind. Open your heart to the things that people are trying to teach you. Stop being the main character in your own story um, that has to jump and do the most. Overall, do not engage in trickster spirits. Don't listen to the nonsense that people are feeding you. There's a lot of nonsense on this internet. This social media has fueled and gassed up so many bullshit and con artists that people are literally surrounded by bullshit almost every day at all times during the day they are so gassed up and fueled up by bullshit that they don't even understand what regular and normal looks like anymore um <clears throat> but yeah please guys heed those warnings um and, and, and listen to the advice you know, wise man once said, if you wish to make it to old age, you already got to listen to someone who has already been there. Because they've already been there, see, so they could tell you how to get there. But if you don't listen, then you will never have the blueprint, you'll never know how to get there. Anyways, I just wanted to touch on that, guys. Um, as I said earlier, I'm sorry about the two weeks. Um, AWOL, it was... Uh, spiritual holidays and few events going on um i do want to go ahead and mention guys listen um the temple does accept donations the link to the donations will be in the description of the podcast um you will also have any contact information up there all donations go to keep the temple running and to assist the members of the temple with any spiritual um, services that they might need, the spiritual supplies, XYZ. Um, there's a lot of good things on the horizon, by the way, that the temple is doing. Um, actually speaking, I did want to formally announce that the temple is making its own Florida water, Colonia, and holy water, um, but it is not for sale. Not, not for sale. Um, we're making it specifically for the members of the temple. Um, but yeah, um, donations are always accepted. I might in the future, um, give out some of these, um, 
floral waters, colonias and holy waters. Um, you know, with the little Easter eggs that I do with the, the podcast, you know, hey, find what word I said at what time in this one or whatever. Um, just just generally helping the community, trying to be of service to the community and not be one of the ones that takes from the community. Um, but yeah, um, keep in touch, guys. Um, be blessed. Remember, your ancestors come first. Thank you.